Welcome to the Crap Beer Cast. I'm Josh. That's Jeff. Hey, hey, hey. Hey. We hey like Wells. to party. We oh, do. hi. Hey, y'all. Hey. It's been a while. It's been a while. Mm. So, uh, what's been going on? Uh, Wells and I met up Saturday. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Where was I? Not this Saturday. Oh, uh, it's two Saturdays ago. Two Saturdays ago, ago. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's see. Um, we're going to take my phone in to get the, my my. Apple product needs a new battery. It did. And, and then I need to go to Costco. I and I'm had like, to. Me and Wells are going drinking. You're not going to want to miss this. He's like, I'm in the Apple store. I was. Yeah. We we kind of had some red carpet, white glove type stuff happen yeah, to us. Whatever. So. No, we, we, uh, I plan on going back out to uh, Heist Barrel Arts to sit and talk with Peter and Ryan and figure out, uh, try to coordinate doing a show there because yeah. I think that'd be super fun and uh, especially after how much this whole like um, you know living martyr and ruthless mercy whole thing worked out um, we we're just really excited about that well shows up and we're having a <clears throat> having a you know laugh and talking and whatever and you know yeah, but we're, we're all we're all sitting at the table and you know beards over talking to Wells and, and Liz and Ryan's in my ear and then all of a sudden I hear oh I could pull some nails or something Yep. <laughs> um, Peter went out and uh, pulled a couple nails out of some barrels, and we got to try some fresh out the barrel kind of stuff. Very and, nice. Uh, every now and then, and, and when I say every now and then, it's like once a year, this podcast has perks. <laughs> yeah. And, and that was... that. And, was, and a perk I didn't even get to enjoy. Well, you know what? You had multiple invites. I even asked you a I second know, time. And I pretended that I had forgotten that you were busy doing adult stuff. Yeah, I had to do adult shit. Like getting my battery replaced, but it was uh, you know, it was hey, real- I had to get my battery replaced. When your phone, you guys know what it's like. If your phone doesn't last an entire day, how frustrating is that? Yeah, I mean, if I would get off my phone for an entire day, it might last. A- anyway, that's my right. fault though. Yeah, exactly. And mine is just like a podcast machine at this point. I might as well have a fucking iPod. That's a- who uses a phone to talk on it anymore. I right. sure shit don't. Right? Yeah, my the. It, it, yeah, I, I've taken more calls in the in the last week than I think I have in the last you know like six months. Yeah, and it's like weird. Oh, for, yeah, same. I'm, yeah. I'm totally sitting there thinking about it the other night. I'm like, you know what? I wonder how much iPods are. And I'm like, oh, never mind. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I still have my iPod Classic. Well, th- hang on to that sucker. It, it works. I mean, they do. That's the thing. Well, until they update iOS and you can no longer use it, that'll no. happen one of these days. No. Nah. Not iPods. Those things were... Now, they'll update iTunes. They'll update iOS. You won't be able to sync your music library, and you'll be done. And I'll be like, no. But I already don't sync my music library. Like, it's kind of a frozen in time, and I'll just, like, charge it occasionally for... It's like a mixtape, and you've broken the tabs out. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right, so uh, besides Heist, anything else beer-related? Ah, um, was at The Buzz. Okay. And um, Grant has a new... You know, like a lot of breweries, that's got the TV board that's feeding from Untapped, and yep. you know, super nice. And I'm going through, and I'm looking, and I'm like, okay, you know, it's got some stuff I've seen, and you know, I've had that one, and I've made honey pie and hop cakes. And I'm like, okay, you know, like, what? Tell me about this uh, Noda Proctor's Proper Pint. And he's like, oh yeah, you know, it's um, it's like I think I think it's Anthony's beer. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool, I'll, I'll try it out. And wow. So good, you guys. What, what is it? It's it's an ESB. Nice. Okay. And uh, yeah, it's an ESB, and um, it absolutely is that beer. And, and so, 
over the course of the next like four days, I had three of them. Nice. Um, absolutely a beer that I would love to just crush left and right. And then there were at least one of them is probably the middle one where I just kind of sat there and like paid attention to it. And it was just so good. That's so cool. good. Uh, got to see Anthony and then uh, Friday night and we, we talked about it and uh, apparently they're making another batch of it. So nice. You love to see local ESP. Yeah. yeah apparently absolutely. it was like a huge success at the brewery. Good. So I, I'm like, excellent. Cause I feel like most times an ESB comes out and everybody just kind of goes, Oh, well it's not a hazy yeah. or it's not a slushy or it's not a, you know, and they, they walk away from it. That's a bummer. Cause there's yeah. so many good styles out there that should be tried. When um, I was repping Old Hickory years ago, um, and I would do like tasting events with people, and one of my favorite all-time Old Hickory beers is the Wilson's Creek ESB, mm-hmm. people would ask me, oh, uh, what's ESB stand for? And I'm like, extra special bitter. They're like, oh, God, I don't like bitter. I can have some more of that death, death by, by hops. hops. And I'm yeah. sitting here like, are you joking? Like, Get like, out. Like, by <laughs> the numbers, death by hops is four times as bitter. Yeah. And these, oh, folks, man. Never a dull moment. Yeah. Uh, we, we get stuck in the, I know I don't like that style. And I'm guilty of it too, right? Like I, you're going to tell me it's a, you know, double New England, you know, milkshake right. IPA. And I'm just going to cringe because, I mean, I'll try it, but I'm already not liking it. Yeah. Wells, what about you? Anything? Nah, we laid yeah. real low lately. Cool. Same here. I haven't done anything. Besides As get usual. your battery changed. What? Yeah. I know, right? It's a shocker. And I have no so real... shocker is something completely different. I have no real plans in the immediate future either. Big sh- big surprise. Well, that was fun. Thanks for catching us up with nothing. You're very welcome. <laughs> so Here, uh, and, uh, Josh just takes three seconds to say, I did nothing. Yep. Yeah. I mean, at this point, if the people, the eight people that listen to the show are not surprised by that, then I don't know what to tell you. You know... What about uh, something that would surprise you? Would that yeah. interesting at oh, all? Oh, here's something that'll surprise me. Okay. What is that? Oh, man. This kind of makes me... Th- this is still like an evolving situation, and I hope that like everything works out. But All right. Uh, one of my favorite breweries in Asheville, Bramari, mm-hmm. uh, seems to be undergoing some uh, issues that have involved them furloughing a good chunk of staff, uh, closing a ghost kitchen that they had recently opened and also temporarily closing their Charlotte tap room. Um, which for just month, opened which not just, too long ago, right? Yeah. It's been like six months. Okay. Um, that, that's, that's not good. I used to go there every Tuesday because, uh, it was near work and Tuesday was like the day to go for us. And then right. after, I guess two, I guess we were like the only business in there on Tuesdays because they're like, sorry, but y'all aren't enough to keep us open on Tuesdays. You should come back on Wednesday. And I'm like, well, we aren't neighborhood Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Like, you'll see us Tuesday or you just won't. And yikes. I know. Well, guess I'll die. Yeah. I guess I'll die. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm, I have my fingers crossed hoping that this is a temporary hiccup and Bramari yeah. can kind of bounce back uh, from this because. They made, like, I, I, we were talking at pre-show about some of the things that we've had uh, from them. That Bourbon Barrel Imperial Oktoberfest was so damn good. Yeah. I can't remember which one of y'all had it on your yearly top ten. Wasn't was me. Was it you? I was me. There we go. Yeah. And then they had just a killer, like, just 
nothing but bourbon barreled imperial stout. Like, yeah. like I know y'all can, and I want you to continue to. So, uh, Brumari, get well soon, please. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, it it sucks when stuff like this happens to breweries, but yeah, it absolutely does. We, we you know we don't like to see it. I think it's an issue in in that case of people kind of going into COVID debt that suddenly they need to like pay back. And Uh, if they haven't sufficiently bounced back, you know, suddenly paying that back is harder. Yeah. I mean, you know, they, they talk about that being, you know, one of the reasons you're seeing so many layoffs right now is that the sales have dropped off and they haven't maintained and everybody kind of budgeted that this was going to be the thing. And it's like, Oh, well, I guess we need to close some stuff because yeah. people aren't buying as much. Yup. Uh, something, Wells, that I know you got all giddy about. Oh, I know. Finally, some good news, right? So what's uh, well, what's going on with the giddiness? So the James Beard Award uh, nominees have been announced. Charlotte mm-hmm. did pretty good. Um, no, we've been to Weathered Souls open in the South End. And yes, we so have. One, like the person that runs their kitchen there and also is tied into like another restaurant, Leah and Louise. And so Greg Collier has what his third nomination. So, wow, that's awesome. Uh, for the really quickly, for the uninitiated, what is the James Beard Award? So, this is like it's for who has the best beard? It's like, oh, okay, all things culinary, food, okay. beverage, bar service, whatever. It's a big deal. Like this isn't Odin. This is like the Michelin star equivalent for like regular things. Yes, right? w- when uh, you're watching any of the cooking shows on Food Network, ninety percent of the time, if it's a, even a nominee of a James Beard, they'll they will proudly tout like it's Josh. And, it's Josh. Know. He can spell James Beard. <laughs> he can spell. Yeah. It. <laughs> and and he they, one times met James. No, I don't think he. No, and yeah, I mean, it is a, especially in the culinary world, it is a huge deal to be a even nominee yep. of this. But the one that I'm like the most proud of and just absolutely freaked out about is Salud Cerveceria, you know, in Noda, one of my favorite places to go to in Charlotte, uh, was also named a, a semifinals for best bar. Like that's really that's, pretty awesome. that's really cool. Yeah, and so just uh, again for the uninitiated, there's technically two parts of Salud. There's the downstairs and the upstairs, and this is technically the upstairs. Yeah, the upstairs nominated. has like coffee service and like Latin nights on you know, like certain Saturdays, and it's an awesome place to go for a latte and a bialy if you're kind of feeling hungover from being there late the night before. Uh, <laughs> and you never went home. I, oh God! <laughs> yeah, some, pretty much sometimes. But boy, he slept on the floor, uh, or just on one of the couches. Who needs sleep? I know, but that was that was really cool, and I'm super excited for my friends over at Salud. So, congrats! Yeah, uh, Wells sent me this on Instagram. Like, I think the day it happened or the night that it got, dude. It was, no, it was like five minutes and after it like, happened. I like, could tell he was super pumped about it, <laughs> and, and it's one of those things where you know it is neat to see. Uh, what was once this tiny little, let's face it, hole in the wall bar at the end of the day when the old OG salute was uh-huh. kind oh. of a tiny little hole in the wall. Oh God, salute 1.0 was, yeah, woof. was kind of a tiny little hole in the wall bar. And now all of a sudden it's, you know, a James Beard nominee. That's a 
huge upgrade over sure the last talk couple about a, of years. Talk about a glow up. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, that was cool. I'll, that is really cool. Uh, what's not cool with Creature Comforts? Oh, boy. So, we talked about it on a previous show that there was a unionization drive going on that uh, Creature Comforts employees had been the first uh, employees at a brewery in Georgia to uh, to unionize. And I had my fingers crossed for him, but it would appear that Creature Comforts is not necessarily uh, so cool with that happening. The unionization, have, so to speak. Yeah, so they've hired a, you know, nothing's really set in stone yet, but they've hired a lawyer that is well known in the union busting world. And I sent this to... Uh, somebody I know that works in and around unions. And he's like, Oh no, I, I know this person. Well, I'm like, uh, so he's like, they have a tough road to hoe. I'm like that sucks, man. So if, if the union gets busted, what does this mean for creature comforts? Oh man. I mean, does this mean mass exodus? Everybody leaving? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a step and you know, potential staffing issues, potential production issues. This just spells issues because, yeah, a whole bunch of folks that do care about this type of thing are watching it. Well, and even then, it, you can <clears throat> if you've got a mass exodus because of a situation like this, you can try to replace the individuals and say, "Well, we own the recipes, and we're going to keep making Tropicalia and all of that." Sure, but I, you know, if we, you can't hire for that though, then good luck making it. I mean, what are the owners going to figure out how to brew? Right. Give me a break. Right. Like, yeah, I'm not saying it's going to be an easy path by any stretch of the imagination. Who's going to make Thor's favorite beer now? Right. You know, meanwhile, I mean, like, I hear what you're saying, Wells. I think people that are paying attention are going to be going when, you know, like they, they may abandon Creature Comforts altogether if it oh. goes, you know, uh, you know, the wrong way. But I think a lot of people in Atlanta probably don't care. I mean, you know, yeah, at the end like, of the day, it, to yeah. me, it's like it's like the wicked weed thing. Yep. Or Goose Island, or some of the other shit it's, that we talk about. It's different, but it's kind of similar. Of the like, you know, as someone who's into beer, you should be against that particular activity. Some people are gonna say, "I don't care. The beer's good. That's all I care about." It's true. Yep. Some people don't don't care, and that's perfectly and fine. I, everybody has different priorities, and, and I feel like everybody has a different line in the sand when it comes to separating the drama and the backstory from the product. This isn't the first time that there's been something made that maybe you like, and then suddenly it's problematic. Yeah. Oh yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, who wants to watch some Rick and Morty? <laughs> <laughs> who wants to play high on life? I mean, oh, wait. <laughs> oh, wait. Who wants to buy a Tesla? Oh, Oh, oh man! Oh, well, quick! Let me tweet all my thoughts. Ah, shit. ah, shit! <laughs> well, speaking of Twitter, <laughs> um, oh wow! So this is a fun thread. Yeah, and any time that I get, it to was read, very interesting. Any time that I get to read words from Brian Roth, it's like, what's up, buddy? Uh, remind me who Brian Roth is. He's a beer writer. He's one of the best ones, but. I don't know what he's what good beer hunting. And... Okay, there you go. That's what okay. I was. I'm sorry. I was trying to. I was trying to give you the the softball. Uh, guest okay. on way back uh, on, on this show. show. Whoa, wow. before my time. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean it's been years. I couldn't even tell you what episode number we were in, but we did like a a poor online version of it to where 
he could hear us, but or I, he could hear us. You guys couldn't hear him. Oh, right. I do remember that show now. <laughs> type of a deal. Yeah, that was painful. You didn't miss much. Yeah. Ew. Oh, wow. That's we come a long way. It wasn't good to listen to either. No, it wasn't. It was the early days of of Discord and internet calls and all that fun stuff. Right. But yeah, yeah. Anyway, so uh, what was his tweet thread, Wells? This this tweet thread. It's about the reformulation of Fat Tire. You know, New Belgium switching it from an amber ale to something a little bit more golden in color. Right. And that now makes the state of North Carolina an epicenter for amber beer styles. Interesting. Go and, on. Uh, specifically, uh, and this is all IRI information. IRI uh, meaning? Oh, my goodness gracious. Hey, we have uninitiated folks that listen to the show. Well, what is it? Uh, industry retail. So it's it tracks like grocery store beer sales. Okay. okay. Package package sales, and even though the category of amber is quickly losing steam, it said you know the category has declined seventeen percent in chain retail volume, but Red Oak right. near near Greensboro and uh-huh. Old Mecklenburg here in Charlotte. Uh, are the exceptions to the rule, and they tend to be some of the most uh, highest-selling styles of, or uh, uh, examples of ambers in the in the category. It's the number two um, most uh, like highest-selling amber is the red oak amber, and the number seven uh, highest-selling amber beer is Old Mex Copper. So that's oh. that's crazy. So it's like number two, and number seven in the United States. Yeah. In, in, both, in in a small category that's losing steam, but sure, sure. But but like when you compare all of the United States mm-hmm. and all the amber beers sold in the United States, number two is Red Oaks Amber, and number seven is Old and a Mex beer Copper. that we have never done on this show. Which one? Copper. Red Oak. Red Oak. Oh, Red Oak. Right. No. Yeah. No, we yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. We, did, we have never done Red Oak. Yeah. I feel I'm, like we we did the uh, we did we did the hummingbird. Kolsch, maybe? Yeah, I feel like we've, we've done the Kolsch. I think Kolsch, I brought but, one of those on. But, but uh, I don't think we've actually ever done their amber beer before on the show. What's wrong, Wells? Nothing. I just really enjoy this beer. The one that you poured out. It's okay. That's fine. That's fine. Taste isn't for everybody. Uh, no, I, I think it, it is really cool and it's really interesting, and especially the fact that, you know, and we talked about this, that um, New Belgium's got a you know facility here, not in Charlotte, but in the state of North Carolina. Right. And yeah, them ditching fat tire now. All of a sudden, you still have. How old is Red Oak? Like, I feel like they're old. Like, I mean, old is wise. relative, right? But I mean, right, right, they've been right, around right. for a hot minute. Yeah, like I feel like I can remember walking into like in my early days of craft beer. Mm-hmm. I can remember walking into the grocery store and always seeing their amber, you know, in a cooler. So it's like they felt like they've been here since I can remember. Like well before the show started, everything else like oh it's it's been as long as I've it's been paying been attention. Nineteen ninety one. Okay, all right. Yeah, wow. so the, much longer than I've been paying attention. Yes, because I was nine. Well, and I'm sure they were you know probably more regional at the time, and then slowly got I, to where they moved down here and you know. Which I mean, I would still have to imagine it's fairly regional because I'm sure they're making more than two beers. Yes, but you only see. Their Hellas Lager and their Amber, at least in Harris Teeters. I don't know that I've, I've ever I've seen, seen them anywhere. I've else. seen a Bach in in the big twelve packs. Okay, um, but I think that's that's I think that's the only three that I've seen. Huh? Yeah, I, was, I don't think I've ever seen that Bach. What about you? I'm just curious. Like, 
you've been a beer rep for a number of years. Yeah, did they have any taps in Charlotte? Yeah, but yeah. it okay. was it was at uh, places that like mass craft beer or okay. like mass appealing craft beer. Okay, so there was like a, a hockey kind of bar in okay. Charlotte that has Labatt on tap, yeah. but they oh. also had Red Oaks Amber. Okay, um, Duckworth will have it very mm, often. But like some of them, right? right. Like, it, what's it's the a, uh, sports bar thing that I'm thinking of? It's it's not ducks. It's Hickory Tavern. Yes, there you go. What yeah, I, they, I guess they, Hickory they Tavern. Do, would yeah, too. Okay. I will can confirm Hickory Tavern. Yep. Okay, I was going to say that that definitely sounds like a, a Hickory Tavern type of a beer. I would sure I couldn't sell to Hickory Tavern because they I don't know or don't didn't, like didn't want to align with Old Hickory for some reason. Too, too, like, too hickory. brand confusion. I'm like, it's too hickory. I know, pretty much. Wait, is this your beer? Yeah. I mean, that's cool. It's interesting that, you know, we have a local representation and state representation of two of the biggest selling amber beers in the nation, which is also bizarre that one of those you can't really get outside of this city very far at all. The other one I'm pretty sure is fairly statewide, but. This is an interesting thing. Like fans of Red Oak can now argue that the beer is the national flagship for the style because the number one seller, which was Alaskan Amber, took a nosedive last year of twenty three point five percent in sales volume, and that's so interesting. So it's now at fifty percent of what it was five wow. years ago. That's crazy. I know, but you know, Red Oak and Copper are still somehow definitely bucking that trend. So. Huh. Interesting. I guess good on them. Yeah. I, I mean, it's not it's not a, a category that I had particular reach that I reach for. You know, well, it, 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 I was going to say to me, it's one of those. It is definitely the style that got me into craft beer, got me off of macro loggers into, hey, this I know that there's you know craftsmanship and artistry behind mm-hmm. this beer, and it definitely was the beer style that got me started. Yeah. It's not one that I really all go back to all that much anymore, but I, you know, it's I I don't mind having that style in the fridge. But what I'm learning is like, and I used to have a keg of it because it was just always nice to have that as my secondary keg. Right, it's great to cook with, you know. And then, oh yeah, you can make some mean chilies uh, and and beer cheese. cheese sauce, and, oh yeah, yeah, and you know, like. The wife liked it. Her friends liked it. So, like, you know, it was, it was good to have that kind of a beer on. But, like, for me personally, I, I pour one and I'm just like, yeah, it's, it's fine. It's fine. I'd like a little more going on, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, oh, still cool. But, yeah. Uh, this story just, this will crack me and, up. And now for yeah, something. fucking cracked me up, too. Completely different. Yeah. So, uh, Sports. So let's talk about one of the worst owners in the history of professional sports. Yes. Okay. Jimmy Dolan. Yep. What is crazy Jimmy doing now? Well, so in case anybody hasn't been paying attention, uh, Madison Square Garden and associated properties have kind of come under fire for uh, a facial recognition policy that uh-huh. has that kept like a lawyer that just worked at a firm that had a case against like him he's like you know what him like, being james dolan yeah so petty this, party of one yeah. yeah so this guy's like oh cool you want to come see the rockets with your kids uh no we're gonna block you at the door 
Uh, because you you because work we can 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 exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> rockets. <laughs> oh God. So okay. it turns out that New York State Liquor Authority has a rule, right? Like you kind of have to. You cannot discriminate sales against anybody. So him, like if he's got a state liquor license, which he, he does, which he does, which he, Ma- Madison MGS yep. or Madison Square MSG, sorry, does. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you can't just be banning people for, for something like this. And he's like, okay, cool. Well, if the state of New York wants to continue, if, if they want to strike down my policy of banning people using facial recognition, like, I'm just going to stop liquor sales, all alcohol sales at MSG. Like, you, who does that hurt? Him. Like, ultimately, him and his patrons. Yeah, right. That, and... I guess tangentially, like the state of New York, because they're right. going to miss out on like some tax revenue. At the he's same pretty time, certain that he's sticking it to the man, and the man's like, "What? Oh, oh did you brush up against me or something?" Right. Like, yeah, you do realize we have the rest of New York State. I know. <laughs> and, and, and and I was going to make a joke about fish and the fish fans, but they don't drink. I I mean, it's mushrooms and weed, bro. Well, look, uh, even if I'm on mushrooms, I still want like a. A little bit of beer to stay hydrated with, right? But uh, there's rumor of a 16-show run at Madison Square Garden in the summer. And I'm just like, oh, cool. If I can't is have... Is it really I'll... 16 shows or is it just one show last yeah, 16 minutes? I don't feel like I know Fish well enough to honestly get to make that joke. But I also feel like I kind of know him well enough to make yeah, that joke. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. But, like, man, if, if I end up going to, like, any of these shows... And you can't have a beer? I don't, yeah, I don't really care so much. <laughs> it's like, I'll just find something else to do. Darn. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, with how much the markup is at a stadium on beer, and look, we can play the whole like, oh, well, there's costs and blah, blah, blah. And, and a captive stuff. audience. Look, and you yeah. know full damn well, stadium owners, team owners, they're making some bank off of all of that liquor. Oh, yeah. So they're definitely getting a cut for sure. You know, like it's probably hurting him a little bit. Yeah. But he doesn't care. He's a fucking megalomaniac. Oh, also a megalomillionaire. You know, I mean, like he he doesn't own teams because he's broke. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's one of those rich man goals that uh, as a child, I wish I could have obtained money. Yeah. You know, it's like, I I don't need your money. I've got enough. Yeah. So, you know. And I could spare some of this money, but I'd rather just hoard it for myself. Right. And I would rather fuck over everybody else to suit me. Yep. Because I couldn't you. imagine just like hating people that, I mean, I get it. Your, your litigation is expensive. Sure. And, yeah. but whatever. I, but I just couldn't imagine like these aren't lawyers like on this case. Right. These, this was a lawyer that worked for a firm yep. that had other people on a case against him. And he's like, nah, anybody that works here can't come in. Yep. Like, wow. Yep. Again, as Jeff said, petty party of one. Yep. Yeah. And we could probably skip this next story because. Are you sure? I mean, yeah, because we can't read it. Well, anymore. yeah, no, we it's can't. It's behind a dang paywall. It is behind a paywall. We can still talk about the, but the here's topic, the thing. I this, guess. But... Okay, we could probably. We could probably approximate this article based on the headline because this isn't the first time this story has come around. And it won't be the last. What is the headline? The huge number of small breweries creates a beer glut. 
No, it doesn't. Shut the fuck up. Some no. craft beer drinkers and the people who serve them wonder how many more microbreweries people are willing to try. You know, I've talked to people. They're very concerned about the breweries. There's too many breweries. There's lots of breweries. I've talked to these people. They're all very concerned. And some of them are very fine breweries. They're the best breweries ever. They make the best beer. Always the best beer. Excellent beer. You can't get any beer better than this. I mean, we could go in there even with our 44-year-old beers, and we don't even need those. We could still do a good job. It's one of those things that, yeah, every time I hear this, like, I see this even occasionally pop up on the, because I do frequent the Charlotte subreddit. Sure. And it is it is so either pro-brewery yep. or fuck you, why are you at a brewery? Yeah. Meanwhile, it's not even funny. It, and, and they'll be so upset. There's a group that gets so upset that another brewery is opening. Yes. But so help me, if another like bistro with a patio and an open roof with like a dog park, like everybody is frothing at the mouth to yep. get there. And I'm like, I, you know, let people enjoy what they want to enjoy. Exactly. Yep. Having said that, I'll play into the game a little bit here. You're going to play devil's, do, devil's you, avocado? You know me, I love to play devil's avocado. And I feel like we definitely get into this place, and we've talked about it on the show, where we will go into a bottle shop, and it's sometimes overwhelming Oh yeah, how many, you know... It is. How many breweries are out there? How many beers they're making? How many things we've never even heard of anymore? And I'm sitting there thinking like, we're potentially looking at an aluminum shortage, a can shortage, a CO2 shortage, and I got to look at your piece of crap beer on the shelf? Yeah, that's true. Is um, it a glut? I mean, I don't know. It depends on how <laughs> how often that, those skews, as the insiders would say, how often do those beers get reordered? What does SKU stand for? The uh, special category unit with a K. <laughs> <laughs> With the K. With the K. It's, 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 it's Russian. Yeah, it's from the Russian translation. But you know, like uh <laughs> But but like seriously, you know, I mean like we you know, you've been into those bottle shops and you've seen beer that you don't recognize, and it's like, was this necessary? Yeah. Is it you know, like we, we're long past the days of trying everything we've never seen. Yeah. Because like we've there's learned because too many of them are turds. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, hey, there's a brewery that I've heard of before, and I've heard good things about, ooh, and they sent their pale ale? Right. Yeah. That's I feel like that four was probably... old already? That yeah. was probably... Thanks, a, Pipeworks. Yeah, that was a waste of cans and CO2. And well, and I know I've talked about this before, and I am really bummed at what I have that's down the road, because it's not all that great, but... Having an an area that the area of town I live in is is really condensed. It's really populated. Uh-huh. I can walk. I can hop on my bike. I can go to a bottle shop or a brewery, and then I guess there's another bottle shop that's going to be opening in six months or something like that. I don't know. Whatever. I'd rather go to the bottle shops where I get overwhelmed than go to the brewery that. Where you get underwhelmed. Is whelmed at best. Yeah. But I, Oh, I, no. You've got two TVs worth of beer, and one of them is nothing but the same style. I, I would love to have, you know, like what Wells has, I'm, of course, jealous of, because he's within walking distance of 
the Lots OG heist. Lots and of options. Divine and Salude. Like, and Brooks. Yeah, I can be at like seven breweries in yeah, and Brooks. 15 minutes. Yeah, exactly. Um, me, not so much. I, I Populated, but not industrially populated. Yeah. People populated. Yes, and, yes. Tell me more about your plight. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and Jeff, you know way more than I do. Like, you're right. I do. Wouldn't you Moving love? On. Wouldn't you love to have like a walkable brewery or at least a easily drivable brewery for you? So, so, so yes and no. Um, because on one hand, it is good for my waistline and my budget to not have a really good place nearby. It is bad enough having Grant at six minutes away now. Not that I've timed it. Not that I've timed it. I don't know. <laughs> and there's another way I can go. It takes an extra two minutes. I don't know why I ever go that way. Not that I time Sometimes it. traffic, like, you know, it's a whole thing. Not that I time but it. But, like, it's nice having the spot that you can go to and enjoy. Um, maybe in another season of my life, what you're talking about would be nice. You know, get a, get a place that is more centrally located, walkable distance to places. But I just, I kind of enjoy... The privacy of our neighborhood, I get kind of that. being away from everything, and I totally get that. But, but I guess where where my argument was going is, while yes, there may it may feel like that there is a glut and there's too many breweries. You also know that, you know, the cream always rises to the top, correct? And eventually, and and I, you know, how long? I'm sorry, I'm, no, I'm sorry, go ahead. You're fine. You're fine. How, how long have we been talking about? You know, a lot of these breweries that are in growth mode are going to get slapped down pretty quick. Yeah. And, you know, we figured COVID was really going to start striking at some of them. And I hate to say it, but, you know, maybe Bramari is one of those that, you know, unfortunately, like... Grew too fast. All, all too, you know, like, all good intentions were there, and it just didn't materialize yep. through no fault of their own. Some of them are through fault of their own. Yeah. And those will go down, too. But, you know, it is what it is. I've been kind of spicy, Lately, uh, more so than usual, jumping into beer related out like, oh, my God, we need another brewery. We can need a hole in the head kind of arguments on Instagram and on Reddit. And I'm I I went kind of sarcastically in on somebody. And it's that's like, so, yeah, man, that's not even on for you. But it's like, look, you're exactly right. We don't need any more breweries. And in fact, What's up with all these restaurants that we have out here? How many options? restaurants. How many, how many options do we need to have? Let's just bulldoze them all yep. and put up a McDonald's on every single corner yeah! because choice is complicated. Why, why do we need so many food trucks that aren't always staffed and don't always show up? But, well, There's just so many food trucks out there, too. Yeah. You know? I mean... I think we... Do we need another place that makes grilled cheese? Everything <laughs> should be Taco Bell. Yeah, they won the franchise wars, people. I've seen Demolition Man. <laughs> I I know the future, right? But that's the thing. Not every brewery makes all the same styles, right? Well, right, like or all the same styles. Period. I mean, exactly. How long until it actually happened and the shark got jumped that old old Mac didn't have an IPA? Yeah. That, that took him forever. Yeah. yeah, and and like you knew. Why you were going there? Yep. Yeah. I knew it, it I was, was going it was to, to get, not have an IPA. I knew right. I was going to get to not be around the IPA people. Yeah. Uh -huh. I knew I was going to get authentic German beer. Correct. I mm -hmm. was going to get an amber. I was going to get a dunkel. I was going to get a half. I was going to get something that was not traditionally at every other fucking brewery in this town. I, it, it does get old. You walk into a brewery and it's 
40% of your menu is hazy IPA or hazy pale ale or hazy double IPA. Mm. You've got maybe 20% of your, your tap list that is like, um, you know, non brewery stuff, kombucha wine, what have you. Right. Um, there may be something barrel aged. There may be some kind of a stout, you know, there's probably one or two other beers. They're IPAs. They're American IPAs, but you know, yeah. like whatever. At least there aren't two half-assed kettle sours. Like, because that used to be the uniform too. That used to be the yeah yeah. And then, you, and then I mean, you're right. You're absolutely right. Yep. And then somebody has some fruited something or another, yeah. some milkshake, caramelized, yeah. like whatever. And I'm like, this this there's no way this is going to be good. I mean, in short, we don't have too many breweries. No, and, and we we never will. Mm, I, we will finally have too many breweries when they are closing at the same rate they are opening. Which we, is which is how it is with restaurants. I was say we will yeah. finally have too many breweries when they shut down at the same rate of restaurants because nobody ever talks about that. No, yes, it, all we ever do is say, "Oh no, another brewery," and I'm like, "Well, how many have actually closed?" Yep. Now let's compare that to restaurants. Yeah, because I mean, just stopping and thinking about how long we've been doing the show, how many breweries have closed in this city. Versus well, how many restaurants? Well, four in one building. If you want to be that way, <laughs> well, well, but you but see I mean, what I like, but, but seriously though, like all kidding aside, there was four friends, and then like who else in town has shut down? Bold Missy, unknown. Okay, uh, Sunstead, Toucan Louis. Okay, well, okay. Uh, Salty Parrot. Okay. 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 I guess now Bramari. Okay, so there, <laughs> so there's seven. Yeah, and um, I'm pretty thirsty sure. Nomad. Where? Thirsty Nomad. Thirsty Nomad. Okay, who so. who was the one that blamed us for not not us but. The craft beer drinker for not showing up was that thirsty oh, nomad. Oh yeah, the, the one over there by Old Mac, the uh, yeah, Harry Potter yeah. place, the steampunk um, thirsty nomad. But oh, was that thirsty nomad? nomad? But, okay, but they I don't think they blame anything really. It was like they closed in the early days of COVID, but they're like, but this wasn't COVID that killed us. We just didn't know how to run a business. Yeah, so and, that's eight, and I'm pretty damn certain there have been in a month. Eight restaurants closed at yeah. least, if not, I mean, definitely in 2022 there were more than eight. You know, but nobody ever wants to talk about that. They only want to, you know, this is the thing that I don't want to see. I want more options that I'm not going to support. Yep. You know, meanwhile, the, you know, everybody gets upset when the prices chicken coops and the fat burritos of the world go away that they weren't supporting anyway. But, you know, they just liked having it around. That's an institution. It is. It was. It no more. Yeah. Now it's an apartment. Just like uh, poor Gus's Sir Beef down the road. Like that day, that place is going to close one of these days. Yeah. When was the last time you were there? Never. Yeah. As I say, I've never been there either. Never been there either. Exactly. And, And, but I'm not going to cry crocodile tears. Like, yeah, but how many people will online? Oh, yeah. It was an institution. Sure. When did you go? Oh, cool. (laughs) Yeah. But it was like one of those, like, you know, the, the current. High spending population didn't want to go there because you're not going to get an avocado toast. You're not going to get, you know, like. Oh, the, no. You're going into a grease bucket if you're right. walking up there. That's right. They're going to be like, oh, I feel so gross. And this isn't locally sourced and yada, yada. I'm like, no, this is what restaurants used to be like. Yeah. Mm, is this organic? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> All right. Are we ready for break? Yeah, I'm going to go uh, get some crudite. We'll be back in 30.
time for buy no buy. Wells, how does that work? Oh man, I feel like it's been a minute since I've uh, talked about what buy no buy is. It hasn't, and but it's okay. It's fun. Uh, it's a pretty simple system. We've been drinking beer uh, throughout the course of the show, and now it's time for us to let you know, the listener, what we, the producer, uh, feel about this. Using the simplest terms possible, would we buy this or would we not buy this? Jeff, why don't you start us off? Uh, first up from Salud Cerveceria, this is Una Fria. You mean the James Board Beard nominee? The James Board nominated. James Board. <laughs> James Board nominated. <laughs> James Board nominated. <laughs> nominated. Nominated. Uh, this is Una Fria. It's an Italian style Pilsner. Um, it is. It is quite delicious. I, not all Italian Pilsners hit me the right way. This one hits me the right way. I really enjoyed it. Big buy. Well, um, this is kind of rare for a Pilsner for me, at least, to be something that I can like focus on and drill into, like spend the same amount of with one of these cans as I do the other three. Like, okay, cool. This was fun. Pound, pound, pound. Let's go. This is really damn tasty, clean, and I'm definitely buying this. Josh, your thoughts? I do like that this is becoming more of a style than, you know, it has. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, it's DDH Pilsner, right? I I look at what I consider kind of the goat, which is... Divine Barrels. barrels, Italian white white labeled Italian Pilsner, right? That's kind of the goat of this style. This is right up there. This is really damn good, and I really want to see more representation of the style of you know a a hoppy pills because I know Germany does it, but I I had no idea until we had that Divine Barrel that it was even a fucking beer style. Yeah, and I want to see more of it. Yep. So absolute buy. Next beer up. Uh, Next beer up. Josh brought us a bottle of Bell's Kalamazoo Stout. Thank you, Josh. You're welcome. Uh, I haven't had a Kalamazoo Stout in forever. Yeah, I hadn't either. It's a it's just a nice six percent stout. Yeah, like it's so weird. Um, like I'll be talking to non beer nerd friends that like that are into beer, and they'll be like, "Oh, I really like stouts," and I'm like, "Oh yeah, have you had this and this?" And then, like the answer is always no, and I'm like. Right, because I'm only talking about like bourbon barrel aged imperial stouts that know. are 25 bucks a bummer. Right, right. And you're talking about stuff like this Kalamazoo stout. And it totally makes sense because this Kalamazoo stout is is very good. It's a very good stout. I like it. Um, I, I don't know how often I'm going to go buy it, but it's good. I'll buy it. All right. Well, in the last 10 years, I've easily consumed 10 times as much Expedition Stout, also by Bells, as I have this. And there's no reason for that. It's just I don't see Kalamazoo Stout around that often. And honestly, if I did, I would be more likely to buy this. This yeah. is really tasty. I mean, it's just a no frills, no bullshit, 6% American Stout. Boom. Done. Let's go. Bye. Josh. Yeah, um, I do have a quick question because I'm not familiar with what this is. Uh huh. What is Brewer's Licorice? Because if you look on the bottle, it it says made with Brewer's Licorice. What uh-huh. the hell is that? I mean, licorice, but what makes it Brewer's Licorice? Yeah. I don't know. Exactly. That's where I'm confused. Is um, this star anus? Yeah, I don't know. But uh, this is just a big roasty boy, and he's a low percentage guy, and he is damn tasty and damn delicious. You, like, this, you like putting this guy in your mouth? This is not one of those, you know, this isn't black note. You don't have to tr- 
chase anything for it. It's just readily available. I think it was like 12 bucks for the six pack or something like that, or maybe even 10. Yeah, so it looks absolutely. like Bye. Brewer's licorice potentially is uh, just an ingredient that adds a spice kick with half without having to use star anise or fennel. Oh, okay. So I don't know that it's what we may be thinking of when we think of licorice. Or right. in the case of this five-pound tub of Twizzlers strawberry-scented wax. Yes. You know. Mm, it's like eating a candle. Totally. In strawberry-flavored candle. <laughs> Jeff, next beer up. Uh, while I was in Indiana last time, uh, my friend Steve gave me this bottle from uh, Damsel Brew Pub. Uh, Wells, you have been there? I have, yeah. Weirdly and, enough. Yeah, this is their Katya. A bourbon barrel aged Ukrainian anti imperial stout. Okay, Make, they're, they're they're poking fun at the Riz. Yep. So it's not a Russian imperial stout. It's a Ukrainian anti imperial imperial stout. Dark as a Ukrainian bomb shelter, warming as retreating Russians. <laughs> uh, <laughs> bourbon barrel aged, you know, uh, weighs in about twelve percent. Um, I really enjoyed this beer. It. it, it takes me back to kind of like just the old school classic Russian Imperial Stout. It's got that kind of dryness on the backside of the of the palate. It tastes nice. The barrel does good on this. Um, I, I would I'd buy some more of these. Wells? Yeah, same. I mean, seriously, what decade are we in right now? Because we're drinking a Pilsner, a regular American Stout, <laughs> right? and then just Kalamazoo like an, an absolute like bone dry, like mm. it, Bourbon barreled imperial stout. I mean, this is this is tasty, light bodied. Um, I went back several times. I know this is really tasty. I actually can't wait to go back to Indiana because you know said I, no just, one ever. I know I'm just gonna have to swing by Damsel if I do though. So <laughs> Damsel if you do, Damsel if you don't. It's a winner. Josh, your thoughts? Yeah, this is really good. Again, it's just a solid, well made beer, and you know sometimes like. Uh, you know, I'll leave it at that for right now. Absolute buy. Final beer up. All right, I gotta go to my, my get, get your readers on. Yeah. All right. So All it's, right, it's old a, man. It's a well. I mean, it's a it's a burial beer, and uh, looks like they threw um, create a burial beer name into Chat GPT, ah, and yes. uh, the AI came up with a name. This is all much too subtle to be translated to the intangible. All right, good, good, good job, Chat. We GPT. are not running out of beer names. No, no, not with Chat GPT, baby. Um, Meanwhile, Evil Twin is like, damn, you guys didn't have to go so hard. Yeah. What did we do to you guys? Um, this is an Imperial Stout with toasted macadamia nuts, Madagascar vanilla bean, honey, and truffle sea salt. Mm. Okay. All right. Now some things make sense huh. that didn't before. Yeah. This has got, you know, I mean, like it's, it's, the, there's no mistaking the truffleness of this. Um, I, I just, I'm sitting here wondering why. I, I feel like, uh, for me at least, the truffle is so jarring out of the rest of this. There must have been a good imperial stout with toasted macadamia nuts and Madagascar vanilla beans and honey. And then something went sideways and they're like, ah, oh, let's add truffle sea salt to maybe mask something. Mm hmm. Um, this smells funky. I, I just don't, I don't like it at all. 
It's, that that truffle is just absolutely destroying any enjoyment I would have for this beer. I can't do it. No, bye. Well, I mean, it's got big umami, big bourbon, big sweet. Uh, I'm not getting as much macadamia nut. I kind of feel you. I wish the ratio was higher on the macadamia than anything else. Oh, yeah. Okay. I wish the ratio was zero on the truffle sea salt. We well, some sea salt, sure. Maybe truffle a little overdid it, but. I, do they not have like gold flake they could have put in here? You know, like if we're going to do like, you know, that, that would have made it cheaper. Bougie bullshit, you know, like ingredients to make something sound more expensive. Well, whatever. Y'all drink your haterade and I will just uh, finish off the rest of this bottle because I'm definitely buying this sucker. Josh, what about you? So after Jeff read the ingredients, everything made sense as to why this was just off-puttingly weird to me. Number one, the smell was just fucking weird. Truffles. Yeah, I know. But when you don't know what it is, and then you taste it, and you're like, why am I not tasting what I'm smelling? What is happening here? Like, I thought my nose was broken. I really did. I'm like... I can fix that. Did I shit myself in, like, in real life? Like, uh, speak, speaking of which, Josh, we need to have a talk. What is happening? We'll take another break real quick. We need yeah, to talk yeah. Uh, and then, of course, we all know my hatred of honey, too. It doesn't really come out that strong in this beer. That's not it. It's that that truffle completely kills this beer for me, too. Like, the smell is so off-putting. I don't want anything to do with it. Yep. Agreed. Which is sad, because <laughs> I think there is a good beer in here. I, and then they went and fucked it up. But me- meanwhile, like, this is my issue with burial. I, like... Every beer has 10 words in the name, and that's a reminder that only one out of every 10 beers is bad, but yet, is this the one? Is this the one that's going to be bad? I, I probably would never have picked this up off the shelf. As soon as I saw Truffle, I'd be like, no. Yeah, and, it, and I, I, I don't want people to think I'm completely weirdo. I love mushrooms. Like I'll put Absolutely. mushrooms in anything, and that's truffles right. do not bother me. But when you put it into a beer... It just has this, because, again, a lot of people don't realize how much smell is part of your taste. And smelling that is so off-putting when you don't expect it. Now, granted, like you, had I been at a bottle shop and I saw the bottle and I read the ingredients, I'd have been like, nope, I'm out. Like, I'm, I'm just not going to buy it. Yeah, it's not worth the gamble for me. Right, exactly. And so... Thanks for bringing it, Wells. I mean, yeah. I, I, I mean it's, like, it's a well-made beer. It I'm, just... I'm it's glad off. to have tried it. I'm going to put no truffles in my memory bank of like things to beers to not bring on the show. Raspberry and truffles. Those are like the two. Oh, like, God. Raspberry and truffles in, in one beer. What kind of I'm, style would it be? I will punch you in the nuts. Are you already playing us out? Oh, well, I was trying to. But, but we're not even like, I haven't even said that you can find us on patreon.com slash crapbeercast or facebook.com slash crapbeercast. We were going to talk about it's Twitter time for iTap that at CBcast. Oh, what's iTap that? Well, I can, yeah. do, I can do that one too. So we've been obviously drinking beers on the show and talking about the last couple minutes what, how we hate truffles. Um, but what's Again, the. Again, I don't hate truffles. But what's the. One, I don't want it in my beer. What's the one beer that we would. Love to tap on our literal or theoretical home kegerator. Jeff. Uh, you know, I feel like I've kind of a broken record for the last six to eight months. I, I just love a good basic bourbon barrel aged imperial stout. And that uh, Katya by Damsel was just really good. And I really enjoyed it. Wells, how about you? 
I have been murdering that uh, Italian Pilsner, the Una Fria, mm-hmm. lately, and there's no reason for me to not tap that. Because right. if I did have a kegerator, I would actually buy a keg of that. Yep, yep. Josh. Josh. No, there is there is no combo. Yeah, there is no combo. Um, No, I'm with you with that bourbon imperial stout. It's just a well-made bourbon aged imperial stout. Yeah, absolutely. You know, although this weather is weird right now, so that Italian pilsner could slap too. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like what is it? uh, Fake spring is already starting to hit. Yeah, all the flowers are starting to come up, and it's like, oh, bless your heart. You're about to. Yeah, but tomorrow's forecast is fog, and then the next day is rain, and so what are you tapping? Yeah, I've got to go with the bourbon. There you go. Bourbon aged imperial stout, damn good. But I mean, three out of the four, really good, just basic style beers, which is kind of nice sometimes. All right, Jeff, we're in the show. Where are we at? All the places that I mentioned earlier. Um, still, uh, if you want to, you know, get in touch with us, you want to do a show, you want to, I say do a show, you know, if you're a brewery and you want us to come out and do a show, yeah. like, I know we're, we're, we're not opposed to having the conversation, although, no. like, you know, local um, needs to be a, a Yeah, within uh, but, driving limits of the city of Charlotte. Yeah, but uh, meanwhile, uh, contact at craftbeercast.com over the emails or slide into Josh's DMs at CBcast on the Twitters. Well, where can they find you? Oh, where can they not find you anywhere? I don't, I don't, I'm not really anywhere right now. Yeah, he, I'm, he, I'm still I'm still in like self imposed purgatory until yeah. I decide I'm ready. I'm good enough to come out. In beer purgatory? Not beer purgatory That's because I, I wouldn't dare be stuck with Chuck. That's a shame. Uh, you can find me at Is all the wells the- on the Instagrams and the Twitters. Josh, where are you besides right there? Besides right here, you can follow me on Twitter at JoshCBC. Don't forget to rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Tell a friend. Tell somebody. Don't forget about our subreddit slash r slash craft beer cast. Uh, we've mentioned all the other things, so we will talk to you guys next Thursday.